What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demling here with y'all, as always, coming at you on a Tuesday night. And uh, we got a whole heck of a lot to talk about here. And, uh, you know, we're going to dive right into it. Starting the show off tonight with some transfer portal updates. Um, so first off, so what we'll go kind of chronologically, if you will. So um, former former Richmond faceoff man Jax Popovich uh, will be suiting up for Boston U next season. Uh, you know, a 2020 grad of Salisbury, Connecticut, a Salisbury school there in Connecticut, uh, was a three star by by Inside Lacrosse. Coming out of high school, um, you know, had a very successful career there at Salisbury. Um, remember, he went like, I want to say 85%. Um, it was at the faceoff dot um, during the Geico High School National Championship game there in 2019. Really good player. Um, so he'll be going to Boston U next year. Um, spent the fall with Richmond uh, into the portal in February. Um, and will be suiting up for the Terriers next season. And look, they, they, they're they going to lose Sean Cushman, uh, Sean, Sean Cushman, Sean Cushman, um, I won't keep wanting to say Christmas, Sean Cushman um, at the face-off dot there, um, who has been very successful for them for the past couple seasons. So, um, no Popovich, and also their backup, whose name is blanking me, is also um, is uh, I'm drawing a blank on, not blanking me. Um, their backup is also a senior, so uh, he'll have you know good chance to uh, get that starting nod at the faceoff dot um, for the Terriers next season. Uh, going to another guy that will have a chance at getting a starting spot wherever he goes. Otto Bergman, former Canisius goalie. Um, he entered the transfer portal early in April, earlier in April, um, about April 10th-ish, I want to say, um, according to uh, multiple people around the Canisius program. Uh, Chris Krzyzewski was the first one to report that news. Uh, I think he did so, it was like April yeah, April 10th-ish, somewhere there, um, is when Chris put that out there. Um, and then Bergman has uh, you know, recently confirmed that to me that he is in the portal uh, via direct message uh, there uh, the other night. So uh, the Detroit native, you know, probably when you look at the guys who've gone in mid-major-wise, you know, one of the more... Uh, you know, I would assume mid-major wise in terms of mid-major coming from mid-major schools, I would assume one of the most sought after guys. Um, when you look at what he did last year as a freshman, um, playing in all five games, starting in, I think he was replaced, or he wasn't replaced, he replaced, uh, like came in, I think halftime of that first game of the 2020 season and then started from there on out. Um, this year, you know, he got the start, and then 
I want to say it was against St. Bonaventure was, uh, you know, he started four of the five games this year. And I think it was against St. Bonaventure, was pulled at halftime, and then might have been the second game against St. Bonaventure um, is where that happened. And then I want to say it was against Siena, maybe. Um, I, I know I'd have, I have the, uh, probably have the games wrong here, but, you know, it, it was like that fifth game where he was pulled at halftime, I believe, and then uh, subsequently entered the transfer portal after getting benched, uh, losing that starting spot um, and, and left the team as he's no longer on Canisius's roster. But, uh, you know, based on what he did last year, 75 saves, 58 save percentage, um, he's a very capable goalie uh, at that MAC level. Uh, you know, was you know a, a top three player overall for Canisius uh, coming into this season. Uh, you know, I can see him fitting in at a lot of different places and and getting that start, starting nod in cage. Talking of, you know, top three guys, uh, St. John's midfielder, junior midfielder, I should say, um, Dylan Willis uh, has entered the transfer portal um, according to a source close to the Red Storm program. Um, he entered it on Monday night, I believe. Is, is is Well, Monday night is when I was told, um, and I'm assuming that's when his name went in the portal um, from what I was told. Um, again, uh, Willis you know, appeared in all seven games last year um, for the Red Storm during that shortened 2020 season, was a top five point getter for them. Um, right now, he's a top six point getter uh, for St. John's. He started the first five games of the season, um, had an injury there. Um, I don't remember if it was exactly when it was, but had had that injury, has not played since. Um, so he's been out the rest of the season with an injury. Uh, five goals, three assists, through five games. Look, he's a top three midfielder um, for the St. John's program, win fully healthy. Um, you know, his best game of his career. If you go back and watch that game against Hofstra, uh, which is the only one of the season, he had three goals and assist during that game. They were playing him both ways, uh, and you know he he was killing it. Was the most impactful offensive player at times during that contest. So th- this is a guy that, again, all three of these guys recent entries that I'm going to mention here are are, are guys that could go multiple places and be a top five guy um, on that roster. Last recent entry here um, is a grad transfer from VMI. um, And and do want to, before get into this, do want to note VMI does not have a grad school. Just while they're not a service academy, um, they are just like the service academies where they do not have a grad school. Um, the only difference with VMI is you do not have to go into that service after school. So like Navy, Army, Air Force, you have to go, what is it, four or five years service uh, after school. Um, you do not have to do that 
at VMI, you can, and a lot of people do, uh, but you can also choose to go into civilian life as well. Um, so John Fant, uh, senior attackman there, has entered the portal as a grad transfer. Uh, he, he, he has started every single game of his college career for the cadets. He has been one of the most impactful offensive players, one of the best offensive players this cadets program has had over the past four seasons. Um, he leads them in points right now with 29 off 11 goals, 18 assists. Um, you know, I've seen him in person. I want you no know, play. I want to say twice. Yeah, twice, twice, because they came here in what that would have been 2019, and then they came here this year as well. Uh, by here, I mean Louisville, uh, to play Bellarmine. Um, in 2020, obviously, didn't have that season. His freshman year was 2018. Um, well, they were uh, at VMI. So, seen him play personally, in person. Um, you know, very capable attackman. Uh, can do a lot of different things. Um, obviously, more of a balanced attackman. In terms of goals and assists are concerned, so uh, you know another guy. You know all three of these guys, as I said, Bergman, Willis, Fant. Um, you know not household names by any stretch of the means, but um, you know certainly capable players. That um, you know I don't necess- necessarily see any of them going to an ACC, a Big Ten, um, and, and killing it, uh, but certainly could go to. Uh, some other maybe higher mid-majors um, and, and have some success. So certainly some capable players there entering the transfer portal. Um, I'll have a whole rundown of, of, of the recent portal entries um, on lacrossebucket.com on Wednesday. Uh, we do have a 2021 transfer portal tracker on the website as well. Um, have pretty much everyone that I've been notified is in the portal is on there. Um, I have a place where you can, you know, send in tips if you know anyone who is into it there. Well, if you have into it there, I know we have some players that listen to this. And, uh, so do have that on, on, on the site now. Uh, got that up about a few weeks ago. Um, so I do have that on the site as well. And like I said, we'll have that article up on Wednesday. So tomorrow, uh, with today being Tuesday. And, uh, you know, what a Tuesday it was up in Syracuse. So um, first off, I just want to say this. Like, I don't know all the details. I don't think anyone except for those involved really know all of the details. Um, But Chase Scanlon has been reinstated as Ty Zanders reported last night, Monday night. Um, however, we did get some stuff from, um, I want to make sure I get correct who reported this, but uh, first here, uh, but we did have some drama today as, so Steve Infante, um, of the Syracuse News Channel 9. Uh, there he also does the uh, Orange Nation 
TV show on ESPN uh, there in Syracuse. He reported this afternoon that Scanlon, while yes, he's been reinstated, did not practice with the Orange today. Teammates, teams said they would walk out if he came to practice. Um, later, we heard that Desco you know, held a, a – Scanlon had a you know, private practice – with just himself, and you know, I'm not sure if the coaching staff was there or not, or if it was just Desco or just Pat Marich or whoever it was. Uh, but he was ran through some drills on his own um, after the team had practiced. Um, so definitely a weird situation going on there in Syracuse, and I am well aware of the. The main story that's going around of what has happened, um, you know, we may never know the full extent of said story. We may never know the full truth of said story, uh, which I'm not going to say on here. Um, just going to put that out there. Um, we're, we're never going to know the full length of that, but you know, just you know. Very, 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 you know, touchy situation um, there in Syracuse. And um, possibly some other things could come of this um, situation here, uh, both within and outside of the Syracuse program. So, um, definitely a interesting situation. Um, you know, love watching Chase Chase play. Um, very good player. Um, you, you know, I think Syracuse is probably a better team, top to bottom, with him there. Uh, but as we've seen, he didn't necessarily. Um, they didn't necessarily need him on Saturday, um, as they beat Virginia, which. Puts them, you know, the the NCAA tournament hopes, you know, back into, uh, you, you know, not back into, but um, increases the resume, boost the resume. That's the word I was looking for in the NCAA tournament, and uh, you know, they're looking like they will be, you know, looking complete opposite of what they looked like a week prior, um, after getting that win there, and uh, that's a. Nice way to segue into uh, some bracketology talks. So, uh, acrossbucket.com did put out my bracketology post 3.0 today. Um, heading into week 13 um, of the season, final week of the regular season. Obviously, Big Ten and MAC have their tournaments starting this week. We'll go over those a bit more on Thursdays show, uh, but both those are automatic qualifiers, um, and that is where we will start. So um, here is the projected automatic qualifiers, um, and, and this data is from 
uh, not February, April 26th. So this data is from Monday night. I know we did have a couple games today on Tuesday, um, so those are not in consideration. Uh, those games were not taken into consideration um, for this post because I did make this post on Monday night. Uh, so right now, in terms of AQ, automatic qualifiers, remember, ACC does not have an AQ. So AQ at the moment looks like America East, UMBC, Big East, Georgetown, Big Ten, Maryland. They are the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament, obviously, 10-0. Um, 6 RPI, 38 SOS. Big Ten fans, Maryland fans, you can thank the Big Ten for that. Your crappy conference with crappy decision-making. Um, well, not crappy conference in terms of lacrosse, but some other sports. <laughs> we'll be un unnamed there. CAA, Delaware, uh, looks like the AQ there. 9-2 record, 6-1 uh, overall. Um, got some good wins the past couple weeks. Beat Towson. Uh, you know, stop them in their tracks there. Um, during that run on Saturday, Mac, uh, moving to the Mac here, uh, who's also, their tournament will start this weekend. And Manhattan got that number one seed. So, uh, you know, put them in that AQ spot there for the Mac. Uh, Manhattan, Quinnipiac, and Monmouth had a three-way tie. For the MAC regular season title, Quinnipiac obviously had to cancel the rest of the season, which was last weekend, and would have been the tournament this week. Um, and the head-to-head -head works out where uh, Manhattan beat Monmouth. Monmouth also beat Manhattan, and then I think Quinnipiac beat. It, I don't exactly know how it worked out, but. I know Manhattan beat Monmouth once. Monmouth beat Manhattan once. I want to say Manhattan beat Quinnipiac too, so they get that uh, bid. And then I think, yes, Quinnipiac beat Monmouth. That's what it is. And so they got, Manhattan got that number one seed there in that three-way tie. In the Patriot League, Lehigh, 9-0, number one seed in their tournament, uh, which has been set um, there and expanded. Uh, to include uh, Navy and Navy and Colgate, I believe is who uh, the two teams added in there with the uh, quarterfinals being added. So Lehigh is looking like the AQ there in the Patriot League. And then NEC, St. Joseph's, they've gone on a 7-0 run since losing their first three games. 7-0 in conference play. And then in the SOCON, we have Richmond looking like the number one. Uh, well, they locked up the number one seed over the weekend um, and looking like they could run through the SOCON tournament just like they have the SOCON regular season. Got a big one against Air Force on Saturday. Now, looking at some of the possible at-larges here, obviously... Carolina, Duke, Virginia, Notre Dame, Syracuse, I think are all pretty much locks at the moment. Syracuse, I, I would still say, is kind of you know, teetering. You know, they were on the bubble. I think they were on the other side of the bubble last week. 
I think they, they, they're kind of on top of the bubble right now, and they're trying to slide down to the other side um, and be in the safe zone. Uh, but they're, they're not out of the water yet. They've got Notre Dame. They've got Robert Morris left on the schedule. We'll see what they do in those two games. Um, but you know, it, if even if they lose to Notre Dame, I would assume they beat RMU. I would still assume they get into the tournament. The only way I see them not getting in now is if Notre Dame blows them out and they lose to RMU, which I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, if that does happen, uh, I could see maybe – if that does happen and we see Navy or Loyola get to that title game in the Patriot League, I could see maybe one of them jumping Syracuse and getting that. Uh, that last bit. Army, Rutgers, and Denver um, are pretty much locks at the moment as well there. Um, and, and that's kind of what we're looking at with our um, at-large selections right now. Rutgers, I, you know, I, I don't think there's anything they can do to get themselves out. Um, similar w- with Denver, you know, I I think Denver is probably going to get two in there, um, you know, uh, uh, unless we see a just all-out implosion from either uh, Denver or Georgetown, who we mentioned the Hoyas looking like the AQ at the moment. Um, if if there's an implosion from either of those two um, over the past next couple weeks, in, including the Big East tournament. You know, that's the only way I would see the Big East only getting one in there, but at the moment, it looks like they're getting two. Villanova, you know, you look at some of these other teams here, Villanova, Ohio State, they're, they're not getting in. They're, they're, they're out. Um, same boat for Towson, Drexel, UAlbany, Stony Brook. Um, you know, those teams, are, I mean, th- those conferences are only going to get one guy in there. One team in there. Um, if those teams want to get in, they got to win their conference. Um, and, and unfortunately, this year, that's how it's going to be. And in the CAA, in the American East, that's how it always is. Um, you know, I mentioned Navy and Loyola. You know, Navy obviously coming off that big win over Army. Loyola, uh, they beat Lafayette over the weekend, um, which was their finale. I think. Oh, they have uh, Georgetown uh, left uh, this weekend. So big game there to help boost their resume um, and possibly, you know, get into that picture of that at large, uh, which is what I mentioned, kind of that that Syracuse spot there as a, you know, last team in um, type thing. So Navy, Loyola, I, I would certainly put ahead of Ohio State Drexel uh, which th- those are my first four out at the moment. Loyola, Ohio State, Navy, and Drexel. Um, Ohio State, Drexel are on the back end of that. Loyola, Navy on the front end of that. Um, my last four in, Army, Denver, Rutgers, Syracuse, as I mentioned. Now, let's get into, uh, you know, talked a little bubble talk, looked at the AQs, look at the, looked at the at-larges, and again, you can go to lacrossebucket.com. Uh, the article is titled 2021 Division I NCAA Men's Lacrosse Bracketology 
3.0. That's the title of this article. Um, so you can go there and check out the bracket that I've put together there. I will have one more of these um, next week as we head into the main um, kind of conference championship week is next week. Uh, obviously, you have two this week, but the majority start next week. Um, so we'll have one more after this weekend. Um, so another Black Tology on next Tuesday. And that will be the last one because we'll be coming up on Selection Sunday, um, which is next week, May 9th. Now, looking at the bracket here, again, do you want to mention, um, we don't know the first round sites yet. So um, I didn't necessarily take geography into consideration. However, um, seeing reports, uh, I think Terry Foy inside lacrosse had a pretty good one um, last week, I want to say, on some of the possible sites um, that they could go to. So knowing some of the possible sites, I tried to look at it from that lens um, when pairing some of these matchups. Uh, but again, like geography is not going to matter that much this year. Um, with you know the upper seed not hosting the first round as it usually is. So here we go. Uh, we're going from top to bottom. So uh, I have number one, Duke, out of the ACC. Obviously, uh, ACC does not have that uh, automatic qualifier. Um, so I have Duke there as an at-large bid playing Manhattan um, out of the MAC. That next game there, I have number eight seed Army West Point playing Georgetown out of the Big East. So we got Army coming in as an at-large, Georgetown coming in as the Big East uh, AQ. Number five seed here, this is that next game, uh, got Virginia and Delaware. Uh, Delaware coming out of the CAA as that, at as that uh, AQ, Virginia as that at large, uh, th th this would actually be pretty, you know, it, it, if you remember the 2006 tournament, this th that game would probably bring back some memories for y'all. And Virginia's the defending champions still as well. Um, so that's kind of funny. I just now realized that, um, that I, I did that. Um, moving on to this next game here. Number four, Notre Dame. Um, getting in as an AQ, and I have them playing St. Joseph's out of the NEC. Then I've got number three, UNC, playing Richmond. Number six, Richmond out of the SoCon. Number six, Lehigh, out of the Patriot League, playing Syracuse. Uh, they finally play Syracuse, guys. I mean, that Syracuse wouldn't play them during the regular season, so um, it, will, it would be fun to see that. Um, number seven, Rutgers, I have them playing Denver. And then the number two seed, I have Maryland coming out of the Big Ten, playing UMBC out of the America East. Um, there's a couple changes I made from last week. I flipped Duke and Maryland, uh, flipped Duke back to number one and Maryland back to number two. Um, I moved Lehigh. 
I had Lehigh at seven, Rutgers at six. I flipped those around. I flipped Virginia and so I Virginia and noted well, I had flipped Virginia to five from four and flipped UNC and Notre Dame. UNC I had as four and Notre Dame as three, flipped those two, but um Outside of that, didn't make too many changes from last week to this week. Again, you can go check that out, uh, that Bractology post out 3.0, as well as all the other lacrosse news and notes uh, concerning college lacrosse on lacrossebucket.com. As always, thank you all for listening. Take care. Enjoy the lacrosse, and we will see you all on Thursday. You can connect with us on social media at Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. LacrosseBucket.com is the website.